Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week, we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the virtual campfire. It's funny. Peggy's making funny faces. It's I was not- being a happy camper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. <laughs> and we're two RV industry veterans and goofballs who travel part-time. In a small trailer. <laughs> looking to share big adventures. And help you with great tips, tricks, and destinations. No, and discounts. And discounts. I can't see the screen See, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) So we kind of reconfigured. We're still here at our sticks and bricks because this weekend I'm putting on a big old giant car show. But really, we do share destinations, just in my defense. Well, that's true. (laughs) No, and I had this idea at three o'clock in the morning, which is when, you know, that's when you have your best dumb ideas. To reconfigure the recording studio to see if we could fix something that's bugged us. Well, we'll see if it works. Yeah. And either will or it won't. And no one will know. Except I brought it up here. (laughs) Because I'm a ding dong. Mm, Ding dong. (laughs) Hey, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) You were saying. Hey, you know what we don't have enough of in our life? I couldn't think of anything. I was trying to think of a smart answer, but I didn't. Cottywomple. Boy, isn't that the truth. What a (laughs) great word. The reason to say the word, because it's just fun to say. It really is. And also, do you know the definition of cottywomple? I would think it'd be a good idea to share the definition. To cottywomple is to travel (laughs) purposefully without a known destination, with a vague or an not yet determined destination. That is an awesome thought. Yeah. Just get out there and go. Go where? <laughs> Wherever. Just go. Remember John and Kathy used to say, put your plans in jello. Yeah, yeah. Our plans are formed in jello. And that way, if you really, really like that big ball of twine, just hang out there for a while longer. I think that's one of the benefits <laughs> of being a full-timer is you just are out there and you have to see something so you might as well if you you're right if you find the biggest ball of twine in minnesota or a muffler man a muffler man perhaps and you want to know a little bit more about it or whatever it happens to be the buck adam curio shop on route 66 yeah you could stay there right so everybody put a little cottywomple in your life plan it I mean, I guess you can plan to go nowhere, right? Right, yeah. That's part of the fun. Plan to do nothing and you will succeed. (laughs) Well, there's that. Yeah. (laughs) Plan to purposely go nowhere in particular. Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, what if you're going along life's highway, as it were, and you're like, hey, what does that history sign mean? Or I wonder what happened here in 1847. Is anything interesting around? Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if there were someone who would pop up and tell you about Well, as a a matter of fact, we are going to talk now to Bill and Otto, and they have developed an app called Here Here, which does just that very thing. That's so cool. Right? Here Here. Here Here. Let's listen to Bill and Otto tell us about their app, Here Here. Everybody seems to be talking about lithium batteries for their RVs. Of course, they charge faster, last longer, weigh less, and require zero maintenance. Plus, 
you don't have to replace them every few years. We love Lion Energy's safe lithium batteries and with their limited lifetime warranty, they're the last batteries you'll have to buy for your RV. Of course, we have a discount for you on our discounts and deals page. And you can learn more about why lithium is the way to go. We are here with Otto and Bill Worland from Here Here, talking about a really incredible app that we really enjoyed on the road and continue to enjoy on the road. <laughs> sort of an audio tour guide that just happens to live inside your phone. What a great app you guys have come up with. It's been absolutely crazy to do it. I mean, the, the stories, I, I probably get a call a couple of times a week for sure from the writers and narrators. You know, they're just, they're laughing. They say, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> yeah, but what a joy. But we are, we, we kind of think of ourselves, I think a little bit more as the journey as opposed to the destination. Yeah, I mean, it's super cool. You're driving around and there's a historic marker. You just look and it's like, oh, there's a story about this place and it's fantastic. And, and you have some pretty high credentialed readers as well. Occasionally you're going to bump into some of those guys. We had... Uh... John Lithgow just on his own sent in 10 stories. I mean, it was just like, you got to be kidding me. That's fantastic. Phil Jackson, the uh, basketball coach. Oh, wow. He did a bunch in Montana, and then he did Madison Square Garden, uh, Chicago Bulls, and Staples Center in Los Angeles. Wow. Just that old rumbly, gravelly voice. And on the three basketball <laughs> ones, he just ad-libbed all three of them. It, oh, was just, it was just reminiscing. You know, it, was, it was classic. That's fantastic. And that just adds a lot to the history and the story of that place. I mean, to have yeah. someone of that credential is pretty terrific. What, did I hear Kevin Costner, too? Or is that just my imagination? You did hear Kevin Costner. The idea originated, <laughs> we're talking multiple decades ago, uh, when... Otto and Mai's grandfather, he was a politician and a rancher and a hard rock miner in Colorado. And for a while, he was the director of state institutions. Huh. And so he had to drive all around Colorado and, and visit the prisons and the nut wards and, you know, just the various institutions around Colorado. So when I was 15, I kind of got an early, early uh, volunteered and happily so to drive him around. Huh. And he was just this fountain of knowledge. Just, you know, he knew the geology. He knew the history. He knew the people. He knew why this town was there. He could look at a hillside and you could see the tailings ponds and the mine dumps. And he could tell which side of the mountain or which side of that trail of mine dumps the vein was on. I mean, you know, just this this whole deal. So for me, traveling... You know, it was just the way it should be. You have this encyclopedia going on your passenger seat, and I'm just absorbing all this stuff. And then when I got out of school, I ended up just being a ski rep traveling uh, eight western states. And there was a there was a definitive miss of all the information, and that that's when the generation of the ideas. I was probably scarily about forty forty five years ago. And uh, so I bumped into the, I got a phone call. My wife and I moved back here from offshore and I got a phone call from this guy. And he said, my cousin says I ought to say hello and get to meet you. And I, great, fine. So we had a nice lunch. At the end of the lunch, he said, if you ever have an idea that could work on the internet, let me know. <laughs> and I said, well, here's one that lit it up. 
And then his wife was on the elementary school playground with another wife, other wife being Christine Costner. Oh. <laughs> and uh, they got to chatting and Christine said, Kevin would absolutely go nuts on this app. So he came in as a co-founder. Wow. Okay. So that's why I've heard his voice so much. Yeah, exactly. When did the app debut? When was it released? One year ago, uh, mid-August. So it's relatively new. It's essentially, I would tell you that it is new, really. We have spent the last, well, through June, so the last 10 months, we put down 8,500 stories across the U.S. (laughs) What we did is we just kind of went state by state on kind of a progression And so to really be fully functional, uh, with the exception of Android, to be fully functional in all 48 contiguous, we're two months old. (laughs) Wow. And so right now it's just an iOS app? Yeah. Okay. Android scheduled right now for the end of September. And I don't remember, was there a charge to download it? It's a subscription, $36 a year. Okay. I know we did it and we're like, wow, this is... (laughs) It was terrific. I don't. I didn't remember what the cost is. And you and Otto, I assume, are related. Brothers, yeah. Okay. And here you are with this great app. Hey, Tony. Yes, sir. You strike me as one of those fellows who would like to stop at all those mile markers and read those bronze plaques. Oh, absolutely. That's the sadness of traveling is Peggy and I, you know, you'll put in a map, whatever mapping program you use, you'll say, okay, I want to go from here to here. And the mapping program says, oh, great, that's 200 miles. That should be four hours. Eight hours later, (laughs) we're still only halfway there because we've done just what you said. We'll have stopped at the markers and, you know, it's the biggest ball of twine. And so actually here, here has been a big time saver for us because we don't have to stop at all the markers. We can hear and very well read different facts and and information about the places that we're visiting. Early on, that was a way for us to gain a lot of ground quickly was to gain access to the historic mile marker database and uh, get a lot of stories down and quickly. That's okay. That works. And and some of them are like, you can tell that this is the mile marker, but boy, there's somewhere you've clearly gone far more in depth and found some information that might not be easily available. It's pretty fun, Tony. The way we did this first rush through the country, if you will, is I would go into a state and I would look at all the highways and the various routes and so on. And we we kind of did graphically think of it as a pyramid where the most traveled routes on top and then the secondaries and so on and so forth. So interstates, U.S. highways, scenic highways, state roads, county roads, right? And we would go to Wikipedia or we would go to Google search and so on. And we would just start at every little town along those routes. And what happens is when you get into it, you get into a Wikipedia, for instance, they always have a history. Then they have a little more in-depth history. And then they have the geology. And then they have the demographics. They have these categories and they have notable people. So you start going down through the history and all of a sudden it'll talk about an event and you, well, I'm going to check out that event. And then that event will have four or five people. <laughs> so you yeah. click on that person. And pretty soon you're 400 miles away in something totally different than where you started. But that's where those stories, you know, kind of well up. 
I can't even imagine the time investment in this kind of thing with that because as you have perfectly described, any Google search is a tremendous rabbit hole of, you know, exactly. you could you could be two hours later saying, where did this start? <laughs> you get halfway on your 200 miles. We get about we get about four miles down our road. And we've got we've done stories in Missouri and New York. You know, you just go. Yeah. what? <laughs> and how long did it take to amass all these recordings? And I assume you're you're still adding all the time. We are. It's probably been 20 months, maybe, almost two years. And so for people who haven't downloaded the app yet, and I really encourage you to do so if, if you spend any steering wheel time, tell us a little of how does it work and what's the experience like for the user? The idea really is to give the traveler, when I say that, and sorry, I'm, I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, you don't necessarily have to be traveling, right? right? So where you're sitting right now, you can open the app up and you'll see 8,500 stories. You can hit the icon and listen to any story anywhere. So you really have this library of stories in front of you. But the original intent, and I think the one that brings a lot of joy to the people on the road, like you and Peggy, is we want you to hear what you're seeing. So as you're traveling along and you're coming into a new turf and you go, well, why, how, why, why are people here? Or <laughs> how did this place get named? Or what do they do for a living? Or this is really odd geology here. I wonder what, what's happening here. The idea is we, you know, we can put a lot of miles on in this traveling lifestyle or you know, I mean, it's the, the joy of adventure, right? Uh, traveling no, and seeing new places, but if it's just seeing new places, it's just scenery going by the window. Yeah. If you can feel and hear and understand what's gone on before, what's happening now, why does it look like this? It totally changes your memory and enjoyment of the places you're traveling through. From my perspective, what it did was it really brought some color to the whole experience. You're driving through we we happen to be in Thermopolis, Wyoming. Yeah. And it brought out the history. I mean, there's that hole in the wall bar that they would drag from place to place and some of the people and the characters and it just it's more than just driving and seeing, oh, those are pretty rocks or hey, what's that old building? It really brings a depth and color to the whole experience. And that in its nature is why we travel. Otherwise, yeah. we could sit at home. That's so true. I mean, that's one of the categories, and it, it's been a very important category. It's probably the number, it's either the number two or number three category is natural wonders. And it's just explaining out here in California, southern central California, there's a range of mountain called the Santa Inez Mountains. Right. And they run east-west. Yeah. So when, when you're in Santa Barbara, Where's the ocean? Uh, you got to go south. And people are looking at me <laughs> going, excuse me, we're on the West Coast. You know, what, you know, what's the deal? And it's just because the Pacific plate is gouging a big gouge out of the North American plate. And it just, it just crunched everything to an east-west until you get out to uh, what they call Inception Point. And that's where it bends north and it runs north all the way to Alaska, right? Yeah, plate tectonics are fascinating. That story came in the other day about two weeks ago or two and a half weeks ago now about a 
commuter train station in New Jersey. And so it's called the Path Station. And it's been around a long time. It had a couple of different names of the station and so on. But in the late 1860s, this young kid fell in front of an incoming train. And this guy reached down, grabbed the kid, pulled him up out of the way of the train, up onto the platform. Wow. The kid, the kid was Abraham Lincoln's son. Oh, geez. Wow. <laughs> the guy who pulled him out was John Wilkes Booth's brother. Oh, <laughs> geez. <laughs> so one Booth killed a Lincoln and the other one saved one. Yep, exactly. What are the chances of that? You can't make this stuff no. up. <laughs> <laughs> but you can hear about it on Here, Here. There you go. Yeah. And so what are some of the some of the categories that you have? I know that there's natural geology and history. History almost by default is number one. I only say that in terms of, you know, the proportion of the stories that are out there. And I always say, well, anything that happened yesterday or before is history. So I you yep. know, I can put a lot of stories into history, right? There's natural wonders, the culture, and culture becomes very interesting. I encourage you and Peg to find this guy we have down in Texas, a guy by the name of W.F. Strong. He's a professor emeritus down in the University of Texas in the Rio Grande Valley. He's an Ernest Hemingway lookalike. Oh, boy. <laughs> big white hair, and, and he speaks in just this gravelly Texas voice, this deep voice. He tells, he tells Texas-based stories, you know, about why, why you... Texans talk the way they talk. These classic stories in this slow Texas drawl. And they're, you know, they fit into a culture category. You're just laughing. You know, any anytime you've, having traveled and bumped into a lot of Texans, <laughs> <laughs> you'll just get a kick at the end of every story he tells. And he just gave us all the stories that he put on NPR. Oh, man. At the end of every story, he goes, this is a Texas story. Some of them are true. You know, it was crazy. Yeah, that was one of the things that really also impressed me about the app. It wasn't just somebody reading cold hard facts, but there was an inflection. There were there were funny stories. There was you could tell you're enjoying, you guys are enjoying yourselves putting this together on a kind of deep dive, that was an important part of picking the narrators, is picking narrators that enjoyed telling the stories. We didn't want to be a broadcast. This isn't journalism. This isn't nightly news. You know, this is, people are out there having fun and, and they're on the, the joy of travel. So we wanted the stories to communicate it in, in this happy, and, and when there's good humor, you got to go, hey, there it is. Yeah. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh. Yeah, you're playing one. I'm playing one and I'm like, <laughs> who's talking? But it's I, I was looking at the app to you know, to just kind of refresh myself and Wilbur Hot Springs is playing. <laughs> who's who's telling you that story? Joy Nash. Joy Nash, great gal out of Los Angeles. Young actress down there and just a sweet lady. Hey Tony, this is Otto and Tony, to get back to your uh question there about categories. Uh, first of all, I had my app open and it, it started playing a story during this podcast too. So I had to quickly uh, turn the volume down, but you can sort your category interests and in the way mine currently are. I have uh, number one is natural wonders history. We talked about 
there's local insights, there's colorful characters, culture, special places of interest, and sports. I'm kind of a sportsaholic, but oddly enough, I got sports uh, at my uh, number eight slot. So I don't listen to very many of them. And music. And music. So you will have an area covered with things that could be of, of interest to just about anybody. Yeah, each one of those categories just has so many offshoots, so many possibilities. The music, we're talking to the Tennessee Tourism Bureau about where they have the um, country music trail that runs all the way down through Tennessee, right? The music trail. Chuck Lavelle is a name that, you know, oh, Chuck Lavelle. Hmm, yeah, right. Chuck Lavelle is a older fellow whose true passion, I mean, his deep philosophical passion is forests. And he's kind of commonly referred to as America's forester. He has this other part-time gig that he does. He's the uh, keyboard player for the Rolling Stones. Oh, (laughs) jeez. And he lives in Macon, Georgia. And Macon, I had no idea about this, Macon was a hotbed of music in the 50s and 60s. So you had Muscle Shoals in Alabama, you had Macon, you had the Southern California, what they called the Wrecking Crew, were the session guys, right? And the Muscle Shoals, Muscle Shoals session guys. (laughs) (laughs) And then Macon. And I mean, Macon had these huge hits coming out of there. And he did a story on Macon. Just just great stuff. How cool is that? You get the keyboardist from the Rolling Stones to talk about music. (laughs) And so if somebody wanted to submit a story or even a recording, is that something that you take as audience submissions? or Stories, for sure. Yep. The app is built at some point where we will ask listeners or open the door for listeners, if you will, to submit stories. But right now we want to try and at least do a good coverage and, and get a really great base of stories, if you will, or a library of stories. And, and we want to make sure the quality levels and so on. We also know that there's going to be a fair amount of development so that we'll have algorithms that'll sort out bad language and you know that, that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of discussion around it. There's a lot of discussion around having a friends and family piece of the app where you're, the friends and family can go in and everybody can just tell their stories, right? <laughs> Get the story oh. from the elders and that stuff. So to that end, that's that's kind of all future enhancements, if you will. And one of the things that stood out in all of the recordings I heard were just broadcast quality, in my opinion. Oh, great. Thanks. Appreciate that. Check out on YouTube, you guys. There's a fellow by the name of Chris Brinkley, and he is a basketball announcer for the University of Tennessee. Oh. And he fell in love with Here Here. So he put up a three-minute video on there about him and how, and just how he feels about Here Here. And he's on the inside of his recording studio and so on. It's a, gr- it's a great video to watch. Oh, that's pretty cool. I actually, even not on the road, I just, for fun, I went in there and I said, oh, I want to learn something about this area that I see that there's recordings. So I just went and listened for no reason. <laughs> But it, it's neat because the the app will use geotracking to follow you and you get recordings based on location or, yep. as we said, category or that kind of thing. I think it's really well done. Interesting that you mentioned that, Peggy. COVID certainly has changed all of our, <laughs> all of yeah. our lives one way or another, right? We've had a, lot, a fair amount of feedback coming from people that 
couldn't travel. Hmm. They were either housebound or in some cases, I, I think, and I'd say probably the majority of them were older people in assisted care living and so on that just mm. not a chance of them being able to travel. And they said, I can't tell you how much I enjoy this. I could go back to where I was born, you know, hear some stories about where I was. And here's places that I've always wanted to go. And I can go listen to them. Nice. Well, it's been kind of an interesting thing that way. Huh, that brings up another idea of let's say you went on a trip pre-COVID or whenever, or as a kid, you could kind of go back over that trip and listen to the various stories about that destination. So it kind of is a, a reminder of how cool that place is and maybe inspiration to go back. Right. One of the taglines we use is, what if these roads could talk? Huh. It just applies, you know, and, and if if that's what we facilitate at the end of the day when we're all reminiscing about building this thing, if we made the roads tell the people what they're seeing and it's there for posterity, we've we've achieved a victory. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, Otto and Bill, thank you very, very much for your time this afternoon. I've really enjoyed talking to you. And we can't encourage people more to go and download here, here. And it, if you don't have an iPhone, it'll be out soon for Android. So the rest of you can download it too. But it's just been a great traveling companion for us. I think we need to get a couple of uh, good stories from these two and we'll get them narrated. <laughs> we'll get them up there. <laughs> we would love that. I'd love to have you uh, guys. They, those road warriors can get any story they'd like. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Great. Well, we really appreciate your taking the time and, and the app. And so thank you very, very much. Yes, thank you. Much appreciated, you guys. Keep it up. Have, keep having fun. Uh, you as well. And we'll keep uh, listening to hear here. <laughs> Are you looking for the best deals on stuff for your stressless camping experience? Have you been having trouble finding links to those apps and items that you want most? Yeah, and how about a source where people have actually tested this stuff and know that the things you want are actually stuff that's worth having? Well, you're in luck. Wow. Because at StresslessCamping.com, we have a deals and discounts page that's just for you. Yeah. So we have things that we have either bought or will buy and have vetted and are products that we believe in where you get a discount or a deal on those products and services. And that's right at StresslessCamping.com. We've added something new. That's right. We've added Hear Here app. Hear Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's all kinds of great discounts and deals right on stresslesscamping.com, which is where you'll find the show notes and links to our social, just all of that. So, well, we hope we see you there. a brag that was a doggone cold read we just made that up as we were going along <laughs> and you know if it, i have the face for radio i may have the blabometer the blabometer for radio yeah too. how's right. that blabometer? Well, <laughs> well we have a sort of new feature as you know probably we love to 
see weird and wacky things. Yeah, we we really appreciate this strange and unusual. It's one of our Cottywumple destinations, oh, if you will. Oh, <laughs> way to tie that in. Dang, we're, we're almost good at this thing. And we have talked to several campgrounds, and they've told you about their campground, about their area, and we will not stop doing that. But once in a while, we're just going to... I just put a mic filter on my nose like a giant clown, clown nose. nose. So there you go. That's that's the kind of professional Peggy gets to work with. An idiot who puts a mic filter on his nose while she's trying to share something with you. Anyway. All right. So, so once in a while, <laughs> instead of having a campground come in and talk to us, or, you know, we also tell you when we're in a location that's been fun. We just want to tell you about some of the weird and wacky things that are out there on the American roads. Yes. On the highways and byways. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about something that for whatever reason just floats my boat. Maybe it's because there's a slight connection to me in these 21 foot tall plastic people. Yeah, fiberglass <laughs> men. and Well, actually, no, people, because there were women, too. What I'm referring to is the muffler man, right. or at least that's what they're called. In the 1960s, a company called International Fiberglass built these giant men and women out of fiberglass, and they were used as sort of an advertising gimmick. It started at first with a special order Paul Bunyan, and that Paul Bunyan, the people who ordered it at the last minute canceled. And so the guy who was running International Fiberglass said, well, heck, I could sell these and took it down Route 66. It didn't take long for it to end up in front of a cafe and it was a big Paul Bunyan. Well, that, of course, your 21-foot tall dude in front of your <laughs> place of business attracted a lot of attention. And so other people started ordering these dudes and they came in different configurations. You could get them with beards, without beards, as lumberjacks, filling station dudes, or there's a few rocket dudes made because this was in the 60s when everyone was all fascinated with the space program. One of which is left, and that's the Gemini giant, which yes, we saw. Which had a huge space helmet on. So these, these interesting dudes kind of are looking down a little bit because, you know, kind of make eye contact with the ground. And you could get the hands in various positions, but typically there's one hand facing up and one hand kind of facing down. And a lot of them would hold mufflers because there was a bendo muffler machine that let the muffler shop kind of make a muffler to fit a car right on the spot. And so they kind of got the term muffler men. It's interesting. There's also a Native American chief, which was very politically incorrect. There was also a half-wit, again, very <laughs> politically incorrect. Uniroyal, the tire company, had women made, and the women were made with a bikini, and then you could get clothes to put on them. And one of these Uniroyal women still exists at the tire shop where she was originally sold, and I guess in summer, they take her clothes off and she stands there in her bikini. In winter, they Getting put her... Getting a good her... suntan. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Interestingly, there was a filling station chain that had 300 of these men made. Wow. Yeah. They were called the Big Friend. And wow. it was a specific 
mold made just for these big friends. They were all built at one time, which is crazy. At one point in time, uh, International Fiberglass had all 300 of these in a vacant <laughs> lot nearby and then distributed. And then the filling station company basically ordered them all destroyed after the promotion was over, but a very few of them remain. So, ah. it, And they were actually created, uh, the art for these guys or the the shape was kind of created by a sculptor. So they're a little bit more elaborate looking more it's a different look than the typical international fiberglass paul bunyan figure or whatever yeah. if you want to know more about these roadside attractions there's an article that i wrote on stressless camping and it's got the history of international fiberglass how how somebody gets in the business of making <laughs> 21 foot tall dudes i think they're fascinating and my favorite of them all at this moment is Buck Adam. And Buck is there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's at Buck Adam's Cosmic Curios. And he is actually a new figure. So he's not one of the original right. international fiberglass figures. There is actually a couple of gentlemen now who are either fixing and sort of brokering these muffler men because they're collectible like anything but also creating new pieces and in that process have created a whole new muffler man that looks just like the old one. But Buck Adams stands there at Buck Adams Route 66 Curios and wears his helmet and he has a giant bomb. You know, <laughs> why not? Why not? So Cosmic. Yeah, he's, he's cosmic, all right. So do you know when we were kids, our family used to call those Uncle Don's. Really? Yeah, because they had that thick, luxurious head of black hair, and they just reminded us huh. of our Uncle Don. <laughs> I did not know that. The tie to me is a friend of mine. His dad was the salesman for International Fiberglass. Oh. So that's the personal tie-in. So he drove around saying, Selling muffler you need man. a 21-foot-tall dude <laughs> or a lady to stand in front of your place? Or how about a half-wit or an Indi uh, Native American chief? He probably said Indian. I know, but we have fortunately become a better group of humans in some ways. Right. So we respect people and their culture. I also have a nifty gadget. Nifty. I was sent a Jackery 1500, what they refer to as a solar generator. It's not really a generator what it what a solar generator is is it's a battery it's got plugs and stuff so you can use the power in that battery and then you recharge it theoretically with solar panels right so in theory you're using the sun to recharge this battery and run stuff with it well this jackery 1500 comes as a package it's twenty seven hundred dollars on their website but it comes as a package with a 1500 watt battery and four 100 watt solar panels to recharge it and they will recharge it in about five to eight hours depending on the sun and the moon and and all of that what you can run with this though for all the people who ask can i run my cpap while i'm boondocking with this thing you could depending on the unit you always should know how much amp and power that your devices draw but in theory you can run two cpap machines overnight with this unit and then charge it up in the daytime that's not bad yeah and it's unlike a generator generator 
it's dead silent. I mean, there's you know, right. there's no sound. Right. So on the front of it are three standard household outlets, two USB outlets, and a USB C outlet, and a cigarette lighter adapter, uh, along with two plugs that you plug in whatever is powering this. So you can recharge it with your car's battery, although it takes four to evers to do that. I think it's like mm-hmm. 15 hours or some crazy number like that. And then your car battery is dead. Well, <laughs> you'd want to use the alternator. <laughs> and then you can also recharge it with a wall outlet, which it comes with. That's relatively quick. And then you can recharge it with these four 100-watt solar panels. It's a neat solar panel in that they're kind of folded in half in flexible material, sort of like... They're kind of like a heavy nylon, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, like a woven The back material. of them, and then they have the solar panels on the front. Yeah, and so they fold in half, and magnets hold them closed like a clamshell. And they're pretty lightweight. Yeah, very much so. On the back is a pouch, and that pouch has a cable in it, and then a little like adapter and the adapter has a USB-C and a USB adapter. So you could oh. just charge USB devices with the solar panel and nothing else. So that's an option. Then you can hook the solar panel into the Jackery and using four of them, you get the most I got was 380 Watts, even though they're rated at a hundred Watts max, but okay. that's not bad. And I think I recharged the Jackery in five hours from about, 60% down, something like that. Okay. It was hot outside, so I didn't want to babysit it too much, but I did go out and push the display button. But hot means sunny, and that's a good thing. Yeah, well, that also is brings the one thing I, I was not... Though there's two things about this, Jackery, that I wasn't thrilled with. One of those is the cables aren't very long, so the Jackery has to sit outside with the solar panels, and, you know, electronics are not totally digging sitting outside. So I wish they offered longer cables, and they don't. The other thing is there are 500 recharges in the battery of this thing. In other Mm -hmm. words, you can deplete it and recharge it completely 500 times. And, boy, you know, some of the new lithium-iron batteries that are out there, you can recharge them thousands of times. So I wish they would use a different battery chemistry. Mm -hmm. Because once this thing is depleted, I mean, sure, you might be able to use it for years and years, depending on how many times you use it. But once it's depleted, it's e-waste. And that's kind of a bummer. So it's also not cheap. And I think one of the benefits of the Jackery brand is that they just work, right? You get the solar panels, you get the battery unit, and it all works together. And you don't have to worry about configuring or does this connector work or how blah, blah, blah. No, it's just you plug it in. And it works. Good. You can't even plug it in the wrong way. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> dead simple. And, and there's a lot to be said for that. Can you build your own unit for a lot, lot less? Oh, yeah. Are there other units out there that are less expensive? Yes. But Jackery just has a good standing. And their units tend to be, it's just plug and play. So you kind of take your own priorities. But the bottom line is uh, for us living in Northern California, when we're home and our local power company decides to shut off the power, which they do in the summer quite a bit, 
we can run our refrigerator off this thing. We ran the Instant Pot. We tried the blender. Yeah. We tried the air fryer. <laughs> we tried the Instant Pot and an ice machine. And they yeah, both at the work. same yeah, time. They both work great. So there's a lot of power. It's up to 18 amps on three plugs on the front of this thing. And so I'm... I mean, it's definitely a nifty device. And 18 amps is a little bit similar to a house plug, right? So you've got the plugs in your house are two outlets and you can plug in two things and you get 15 to 20 amps depending on how old your house is. Yeah. So 18 is kind of the equivalent of having a household plug. So if you could plug two things in without breaking your circuit at home you're likely to be able to do it with this. absolutely. For example, one of the questions we get, in addition to the CPAP overnight, which I believe this will run two of, again, depending on the unit, is how do I make my coffee in the morning? And so for those of you who use something other than the AeroPress, which is what we like, if you have an electric coffee maker, this thing will run it, no problem. Right, and you don't have to wait till generator hours to yeah, start your coffee. <laughs> so that's the other thing. So another weird thing I tried, I plugged our travel trailer into the Jackery and then plugged the solar panels into the Jackery. This has an MPPT controller, so you can both feed it power and draw power at the same time. So we ran our travel trailer refrigerator off this thing and just you know general use but not the air conditioner although i think you could with our rv soft start okay well we'll give that a test and yeah <laughs> and yeah. report back <laughs> and how long uh, i'd have to do a calculation but it's not going to be a, a very long time but as you said if you need to run ac items and you don't have an inverter on your trailer and you want to run them on hours when they say no generators you can do it with this thing. AC meaning alternating current, right. not air conditioning. Yeah, this, right. this the other thing, when we go Christmas camping, we could plug the Traeger into this. It would absolutely handle a day's worth of Traegering, oh. especially if we have the four solar panels connected. Right. In fact, if my if my calculations are correct, okay, Doc when Brown. this baby hits 88 miles an hour, <laughs> no, wait. If my calculations are correct, the solar will bring in more power than the Traeger consumes, so you would actually zero oh, out so your I can usage. Plug in my Christmas lights too. Oh, absolutely! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt, you especially because have... they're all LED and they take like yeah, almost would... nothing. <laughs> you could do Christmas lights or musical devices, or you know, it's a handy device, and I'm glad we have it. Would I have spent twenty seven hundred dollars on it? I'm not sure. I might want to do two Lion Energy batteries and an inverter instead, but that's a bigger rewiring job in the trailer. And this, it's just, it's just done. Plug it and play. just works. Yep. And it'll work in the house too. So right. there you go. Jackery 1500. I will have a review on Sunday available to read over on RV Travel. And All we'll right. put a link to that. Very good. <laughs> Last week, our question of the week was, well, I think we worded it here, are you comfortable doing your own minor repairs? I think the way Tony posted it on Facebook was, are you a MacGyver or are you a Tim the Toolman Taylor? (laughs) I'm Tim the Toolman. 
So most people that responded said that they were comfortable doing minor repairs. Of course, our friend Mike Bracewell responded, <laughs> and we know, of course, that he <laughs> he lives for doing repairs and modifications. Oh, he's really if good. If he can't find yeah. anything to repair, he thinks of something to modify. Yeah, he's, and he has a good, we'll put a link, he has a good YouTube series on changes and upgrades and fixes he's done to his trailer. Then, of course, our friend Bev said she's a little bit of both, and she's also... A Jimmy Rigger. <laughs> so now we have a third name to throw in there. Yeah. Are you a Jimmy Rigger? Yeah. I always thought it was jury riggers because I think there are juries that would award me <laughs> something for the lousy jobs I do. But jury's things. not a good first name. Like, Yeah, that's true. Imagine <laughs> like Jimmy. you're going through the role at school. Jury? Someone out there is probably named Jury. Sorry yeah. if we offend you. Hey, Judgy Wudgy. <laughs> You know, we've done some Jimmy rigging ourselves. <laughs> I will admit that. Some of it has lasted quite some time and we haven't had to fix it properly. So why yeah, not? Like the bed. <laughs> anyway. There's a, you know, old saying that says you can pretty much fix anything if you've got an old wire coat hanger and a roll of duct tape. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> what holds the universe together. Duct tape and coat hangers. So what is our question of the week this week? So this week, I saw this posted on Facebook, and it really made me curious. If, you're, if your neighbor in a campground, and it doesn't, probably someone you don't know, but whatever, that may not be relevant. If someone needs extra length for their sewer dumping and asks to borrow your stinky slinky, would you loan it out? <laughs> I'm not going to comment, but you can. We're not going to comment. We'll you talk more over, about it next week. But Yeah, you can do the commenting over on our Stressless Camping Facebook group where it's actually fun and friendly. We have a few hundred people there who have a very polite discussion. I don't know how polite it'll be this week with, would you lend me your stinky slinky? <laughs> so go to the Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group and find the questions of the week and answer them. Yeah, that one's always two takes to get <laughs> to get those words out. The other thing that you can do is go to stresslesscamping.com. From there, you know, you can jump off to Facebook or jump off to Instagram and all those other places. And you can sign up for our newsletter. We only send it out once a week, but we have links to all kinds of stories and other things on the internet. Heads up on articles we've written and things we think are of value. And uh, we only send it out weekly, once a week, not W-E-A-K-L-Y. And <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> well, there's been times, but anyway, we only send it out once a week. We never share your information with anybody. That's not happy camping. Not happy camping. And I'm just going to give a real quick shout out that you can find in the newsletter the opportunity to buy sweepstakes tickets oh, for yeah. the Drab to Fab yeah. trailer that is only going to be on sale for a couple more weeks before they draw the winning ticket. By the way, we have bugged and bugged you all for reviews. And my gosh, you're coming through. We got yes, three Yes, thank you. We got three reviews, reviews yeah. this week. That pushed us up 12 positions wow. in Apple Podcasts. It's amazing how that works. So seriously, we beg and beg and we thank and thank <laughs> and we're going to beg and thank again. It really, really does make a big difference for us. Yeah. And we really appreciate so, it. so, so much. We appreciate the reviews. Of course, we've mentioned our discounts and deals for the best deals on things you need 
for your stressless camping adventure. Oh, and if you've got a great deal for our listeners, let us know. There's a contact us button right there on the Stressless Camping website, too. That's right. We also have been getting people asking RV and technical questions, and I'm very happy to answer those. Okay, good. Because some people are just, you know, I understand the reticence of posting on social media. A lot of times it's just impolite. We try to really abate that on our Facebook group, but I understand people not wanting, and I try to answer the questions to the best of my inability. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So if you don't want to miss a future podcast episode, be sure and subscribe on any podcast catcher. We're saving you a seat around our virtual campfire, and of course it's free to subscribe, and that way you won't miss out. And with that being said, looking at Muffler Man and Using our jackery and listening to the hear hear things. We we appreciate your being there. Cuddywomple. Yeah, well we (laughs) Cuddywomple. Thank you again and Happy happy camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!